Hello and welcome to the Attribution Marketing Podcast, where we help businesses, brands, and entrepreneurs get more out of their marketing and advertising spend. On today's episode, we have Tyler Kemp, an entrepreneur and founder of leadroll.co and eight-figure business helping influencers, businesses, sales and service professionals get more out of that outbound marketing effort. Tyler, thank you so much for being on the show. Walk us through this secret formula. Yes. Pleasure to be here, Lucas. And I'm excited about this podcast today because for the listeners out there, pay attention. This is going to be something very valuable because what we're going to try to go through today is a methodology that we call the closer system. And it's exactly what you need to do to make your outbound efforts effective and help you avoid some of the critical pitfalls. How do I get an ironclad sales process? That is what we're all about at Lead Roll. Walk us through that closer system. What is that? We have helped hundreds of clients using this process. Okay. So what I'm about to share with you is not just theory. It's actually what you need to do in order to uh, be effective with outbound. So the closer system is an acronym and it goes like this, right? C in the closer system stands for calculate the potential. What that means is that before you ever step foot on the outbound gas pedal, that you are fully aware of what a hyper-profitable unit case looks like in your situation. You understand what the impact of this marketing decision, this sales decision is going to be on your bottom line. You understand the ROI that you're going to achieve and also every single KPI along the way. So before you begin, calculate the potential means I am running the math fully before investing. L stands for lead list development. Okay. So one of the biggest problems that you might find in running an outbound campaign is your lead list. So you really need to do three, three things. First, in order to get your lead list perfect, you need to identify your ideal customer profile. Then you need to know how am I going to get that ideal customer profile into some kind of a list, into my CRM, into some kind of a spreadsheet. Okay. So what we do as a part of building properly lists is we start by saying, all right, who's visiting your website? That's your highest intent prospect. And we resolve their identity. We know with about 60 to 70% of your visitors, their name, their email, their phone number, that's the kind of power you want. You do this correctly, your whole outbound campaign is going to be set up on the right footing. Does that make sense, Lucas? Yeah, we're still making it through this acronym, so I'm excited to see how you bring it all the way down. Awesome. Let's move on to the next one, which is O. So far, we've got the C, the L. This is the O, omnichannel foundation. So what your omnichannel foundation means is that you need to, through, again, hundreds of client tasks, that the efficacy of our campaigns when we're hitting somebody and uh, even blitzing them in multiple channels is dramatically more effective than just one channel on its own in terms of cutting through and getting their attention. What we're talking about is what your SDRs are doing, your BDRs, sending a one-on-one -on -one email. But how do you scale that? First thing you need to do is you need to establish a burner domain. So 
if you've got, let's say, leadroll.co, you need to buy leadroll.net. Because if you make any kind of mistake in your outbound or any of your reps make a mistake, then and end up in a blacklist, you don't want to mess your primary domain up, okay? You need to, you need to be able to send emails that don't go to spam. The second thing is you've got one big enemy here. That enemy is the spam box. So if you're not careful, 40 to 60% of your outbound emails are going to go to spam. The way that you solve for it is once you've got that burner domain, every one of the reps doing outbound sales needs to have their own outbound email. The last and really most important step in this process is something I call a domain warm-up. You have to have positive conversations that correlate with the, the degree of outbound emails that you're sending. So let's use simple math. Let's say I'm sending 1,000 emails every month. I need to have 1,000 positive back and forth conversations separate from those outbound emails. Okay, where people are marking me as not spam and not just in one email provider. You need to have this happening, these conversations in Outlook, in Gmail, in Yahoo, in GoDaddy, in GMX, as many different email providers that you can think of. And they need to all be marking you as not spam and responding to your campaign. All right. I'm just going to tell you our secret sauce right now because that's what this podcast is all about. So, our secret sauce method for this is we've actually uh, provisioned a fleet of emails that are IP addressed across the country in every uh, inbox you can think of. And we utilize this fleet to engage these new emails every time we add a new email on my sales team. And we also do this with our clients. To the degree that we do outbound, we are progressively also having these fictitious back and forth conversations with every single possible email provider and staying within our limits, of course, every day. By doing this, we're able to achieve less than a 0.005% spam rate with ice cold campaigns. That's amazing. It's revolutionary, right? If you don't do this, you automatically can cut your campaign efficacy in half. Whatever you're doing, if you're not doing it, you're going to get in spam. If you look at domains and backlinks and SEO, you used to way back in the day be able to spin up, say, 10, 15 servers with different IP addresses. And you put one on GoDaddy and one on HostGator and one in China and one in New Zealand. And then they're all sites that you control. And if you cover your tracks well enough, you can give yourself backlinks. Now, PPNs. That's what I'm hearing on the email side. You need to prepare your IP, prepare your domain, prepare your campaign so that the clients know that this is a warm and friendly message as part of outreach and not something ice cold to be ignored. It's pretty, pretty powerful stuff. Yeah, really interesting. And again, it, it if you don't have that engagement, your deliverability will suffer. Whether it's through kind of this sort of approach or it's even uh, real folks on your team, right? Another easier way to do this is, well, if you start seeing your deliverability go down, then have all of your sales folks just start engaging with internal campaigns and they should all have separate emails. And so they all live in different places and they, you can have them engage it too. It's just uh, really hard to control that way and really time consuming, but it is possible. Should I move on to scripts and personalization? 
Yeah, let's take it home. We've got to see the L, the O. This is the S in the closure system, scripts and personalization. So what this means is that if you're going to be successful in automation, uh, sorry, in outbound, is that you cannot automate. And you cannot use just canned automated messages or emails either, especially if you're dealing with highly affluent markets. If you can justify a sales team, don't automate because you have to a personal email to somebody, a one-on-one -on -one email that shows you've done your homework. And, and the way we do that is we've got two elements. One, we have our main script. So our main script for the campaign in every channel, so voicemail, LinkedIn, email, et cetera, we've got our scripts. And for us, it's handwritten by experts, but you gotta have the right campaign structure. And then the first line of every introduction in every channel, at least every written channel, needs to be customized. So if I'm going to reach out to, let's just say, I'm reaching out to Elon Musk, I'm, I might say, like, Elon, you really seem to be about that clean energy, man. Love the fact that you named your, your son X, Ash, and a weird symbol, pretty creative. And then I'm going to get to the point. But he needs to know that I've done my homework on him. You want to bring up these personal things that only a human would know. It gives people this feeling like, oh my gosh, they actually took time to, to learn about me before sending me this email. It's not just another one of the automated mumbo jumbo out there that I constantly write off as spam. That's the kind of thing you need to do with your scripts and your personalization and your messaging and your positioning. That is scripts and personalization. I think that's one of the most overlooked components and people might not know your acronym or your process, but everybody's doing this in some capacity. You're writing somebody an email that's never heard from you before. And I just think it's such low value when it doesn't have that personalization. You can smell it coming from a mile away. Every time I go to LinkedIn, every time I have 10 new people that are adding me as a connection. And when I push the accept button, they instantly spam me with, hey, your company's really cool. We should connect. Let me know if you have some time on the calendar. No, I don't have time on the calendar. Right. Like you didn't take any time to write me that message. You don't know anything about me. Why, like time is so valuable. Why would I even give up 4.2 seconds to read the message? You just don't. So if you don't, if you can't say their real name or their real company name and a real anecdote that you learned from their Twitter in the first 10 words, you've already lost. That's how I see it. Correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong. No, that's absolutely correct. And I, again, so we have a philosophy at Lee's role, which is we don't take shortcuts, right? No shortcuts for anything. I don't want to burn that relationship with crummy outreach and send you some hey, I looked at your profile on LinkedIn and thought we should connect. That's kind of 10 years ago stuff, right? It's too generic. You, you, it has no context for why someone should waste to spend their time talking to you. Message or voicemail or whatever is an interruption to their day. And two, you need to show me proof. Prove to me that you can back, that there's even some possible measure of proof to your claim and then information overload is another really critical part of this where that's where your marketing comes into play and you can tap into your video recorded webinars or your white papers 
maybe you've got some kind of, you know, we send folks our thesis deck. We have a written thesis that's 70 pages long we'll send. That kind of thing is very important if someone wants to start learning more on their own before booking a time on your calendar. The fifth out of six step in the closer system is execution and process mapping. This is your actual your actual executing on the campaign, right? This is what you do and how you control the process from start to finish. Controlling that customer journey. I know exactly how they're gonna come in. I know exactly what I'm gonna say, when I'm gonna say it, how I'm gonna respond to them. I know every detail in that, in that process up to the point of a reply. And then I'm going to control the conversation from that reply to somebody showing up on a book call. So at Leadroll, we spend about 80 hours of actual human lead chasing that's on top of the, the, act, the initial outreach, just cultivating these leads and making sure no one falls through the cracks. How many times am, am I gonna follow up when someone replies? How am I gonna log that sentiment? If it's positive, negative, or neutral, what am I gonna do to each of those prospects? Am I gonna follow up with the negative replies? Am I gonna follow, what am I gonna say to the neutral replies? So that I make sure they get the pitch and I push them to, to have a call with me. How am I gonna handle every single objection? We break it down into these three steps, right? Your action planning, planning it all out. Your lead chasing, how I'm gonna control the process. How am I going to control if I'm using SDRs, which by the way, if you're using SDRs, talk to us because uh, lead role is so much more effective than SDRs, but we fill basically the same role. And how you're going to separate the role of your account executive and your appointment setters. So if any of you have read the book, Predictable Revenue, it's the same kind of model, right? Where you need to be separating who is closing the deal with who is booking them with appointments. But what we do is we're building that relationship secretly behind the scenes. So our execution is actually on behalf of the closer. So we're building the relationship with the closer without them having to do any work. Either way though, even if you're doing this on your own, it must, the process must be controlled and it must be diagrammed so that everyone knows what they need to do every single situation. That's execution and process mapping. And then the last one is reporting and optimization. That is one of the more critical steps, but it's one of the lesser implemented steps. You need to know all of your KPIs and how, how they link up with each other and all of your enrichment information on your prospects. So in addition to their email, their mobile number, their company, their location, and all that stuff being completely accurate and, and uh, verified. You also need to know if I'm using LinkedIn, how many people connected with me versus how many people I reached out to of the people I'm emailing, how many responded, what were the response, what was their sentiment? Was it positive, negative, or neutral for every single response that I ever get back to make it really easy for my closer to understand the, the context of the conversation and who I need to follow up with? I need to know my metrics all throughout, every measurable metric possible on my response rates and all that, and most importantly, my appointments. And if these appointments actually match my ICP, because they always need to match your ideal customer profile, otherwise they shouldn't get on the calendar. And 
that part is hard enough and your salespeople shouldn't be the ones doing it. They shouldn't be the ones doing that because they typically stink at reporting and there's just too much information. You've got to have it integrated into your CRM and into your process with your data. And then you need to optimize. So it's not enough to just create a campaign, say go, and then let it be. You need to be measuring the performance of every KPI so that when something doesn't perform, you know how to fix that problem. At LeadRoll, we create uh, split tests. So every single month in every channel, we're split testing something in the message or something in our approach because my personal philosophy is that average is the enemy of excellent. If you just leave your campaign, you might be missing out on a total potential 50% boost on conversion that you'll only find if you optimize over the long term. Constantly testing, constantly measuring, constantly creating new hypotheses around how to get one of your KPIs improved. And the only way you know them is if you measure them. And once you measure them, you need to optimize them. That is the closer system. Calculate the potential, lead list development, omnichannel foundation, scripts and personalization, execution and process mapping, and reporting and optimization. Quite the mouthful. It sounds a lot easier when it's just the acronym, but a crazy set of infrastructure that you guys have put together. It's really a tremendous innovation to basically clean that whole IP, domain, email account, email client process and clean all that up for your clients so that every effort put into outbound is paying the the highest possible dividend where would we go to go learn more about this business and how to learn more about the closer methodology that you've broken down for us today yeah so the best place to find us is going to be at leadroll.co and the if you fill out the quiz there so you click get a price fill out the quiz book a time with one of my account executives we'll spend an hour and a half if you want even two hours with you just educating you on the process and making sure you're crystal clear and also if you say you give us your goal let's just say you want to add 10 million this year 50 million even just maybe you want to add 1 million to your bottom line we'll work backwards from the math for free on that call to figure out a path to get there. And by the way, we guarantee results. So we will guarantee enough appointments on your sales team's calendar on a salesperson by salesperson basis that you can't lose. And that's one of the, the, the big ways we put our money where our mouth is. You heard it here first, folks. You don't hear many people offering a lead flow guarantee. So if you are in the outbound space and you need to scale that effort in a way that's really driving quality leads and most importantly, revenue, please go check out what Tyler has built at leadroll.co. Sign up for one of those appointments. They are really gonna take the time necessary to walk you through the entire process and break down the system for you. Tyler, thank you very much. I think you really exposed a lot on the email outbound strategy that's working in today's environment. So thank you so much for being on the show. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lucas. Excellent. You heard it here first, folks. This is the Attribution Marketing Podcast signing off.